this time, we are blessed to have our first message brought to us today by Mr. David Hope, and it is entitled, Counting for Pentecost. Thank you, Mr. Steele, and good afternoon, everyone. Oh, we've got a, nearly a full house in here today. Good to see all your visitors. And uh, I'm assuming you had a safe trip down today. I wouldn't speak on a subject that's pretty familiar with most of us. I don't think for most of us in here, we don't need any explanations of it. But over the years, there's been a little bit of controversy. And every once in a while, we'll still hear something, you know, on the side, somebody will have something. It, it's not quite as the same as counting three days and three nights as some people have a problem with. But some people do have a problem coming up with the right 48 or 49 days plus one. Several years ago, some of the, uh, the churches of God were challenged by some scholars on how to count Pentecost. Now, there'll be a few in here in this room that, that are aware of what I'm saying. Some online, and hello everybody online, I hope your technology is working well today. But at that time, Believe it or not, the church was wrong. You know, we make mistakes. We were human at that time. Some of us are still human. But anyway, uh, we were keeping the uh, Day of Atonement on uh, Monday. Didn't want to keep it on Sunday, you know. And, uh, and we did that until early 1970s. I don't know if anybody knows the exact year that we began to keep it on Sunday or not. But anyway, it was early 1970s we began to keep it and uh, I know people even in this room that were just just to be on the safe side kept it two days they didn't want to be wrong you know and uh, I'm not going to mention any names I don't embarrass anybody I don't think it embarrassed them but uh, anyway but uh, I know personally that they were doing it two days so they would not be wrong they wanted to be right in God's eyes and uh, the large organization that many of us belonged to at that time, uh, the organization was controlled by the pastor general. Not mentioning any names, but they were pastor general. And whatever the pastor general's thoughts were, that was doctrine. We didn't have a, a doctrinal committee or anything else, somebody in here telling them that particular person made, made the decision. I'll, I'm not saying that they didn't have con you know consultation and but uh, basically that was it and the pastor general believed at that time counting for Pentecost began the first day after the memorial <laughs> after the, the morrow of the, of the day after the morrow anyway which was on Monday they, they started and the idea was and the understanding was you know, you could count, counting Sunday, the morrow after the Sabbath, you could start on that day, or do you include that day, or do you count away from that day, and number one is Monday. Well, we found out later, and, and we keep it now, we include Sunday as our day of counting. Sunday is number one. And uh, it's very simple, and I'm not going to take very much time on this. The error was uh, not realizing that the morrow after Sabbath, uh, is Sunday inclusive, like I just mentioned, it's inclusive. We were counting away from the morrow after the Sabbath, I mentioned that, which made Pentecost on Monday. 
we learned that to include the day after the uh, weekly Sabbath, our calculations in Pente and Pentecost, but always on a, anyway, we counted, if we counted on the day after, well, my notes aren't as good as I am. Anyway, I'll read what my notes said. We were counting away from the morrow after the Sabbath, weekly Sabbath, weekly Sabbath, that's what I mean, weekly Sabbath, which made Pentecost on mo Monday at that time. We learned that we are to include the day after the weekly Sabbath in our calculations, and Pentecost was always 50 days later on a Sunday. I may have to take another week to come in here and clarify the con the uh, error or the confusion. Here's a totally different twist on it. Not only did we at that time have difficulty ourselves in the church uh, determining whether you count Sunday or Monday, there was some of the teachers, and we still have a few of them around today, that claim we start counting Pentecost from the first holy day of Days of Unleavened Bread. Most of us in here know that uh, we have the Passover, and then that evening right after the Passover, which is the first day of the Unleavened Bread, which is the 15th day, and that is a high day. And then seven days later, we have the ending of the Days of Unleavened Bread is another high day, and we have a Sabbath in between that. And we all know that for the most part. Once in a great while, we'll have it to where uh, the holy day will actually land on a Sabbath. And I've seen and read some of the commentaries, and they claim and when John, you know, if we didn't know, if, or if I didn't know that the holy days had high days in there and, and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I probably would have a problem even with the resurrection, <laughs> you know. But knowing that is a big, big help. But anyway, but some of them try to get around when, when John says, and that Sabbath was a high day. Uh, and he said that, or one of the commentaries said, that that high day was when the Sabbath and, and the holy day was on the same day, and that made it a high day. Well, that's an error. The high day is the annual holy days, whether they're in a, uh, a weekday or on the Sabbath. And But anyway, a lot of them would claim that uh, you you count, start counting, if, if the high day was on Thursday like it was this year, you start counting from then. <laughs> but you cannot come up with Sunday then 50 days. And you'll see in a little bit why Sunday is important. But anyway, once in a while we'll hear something like that. Well, you're counting wrong. You've got to count after the, the first holy day, before the Sabbath. And that's an error. Anyway, the way these scholars count Pentecost, or count Pentecost could end up in several weekdays, and it could vary from year to year. It might be Monday one year. Pentecost might be uh, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. It could be different days. And like I said a while ago, there are some well-known commentaries. Uh, I didn't mention this, but some of the commentaries will even say what I just got through saying. They, they, they said you start counting on the moral after the Sabbath from the first holy day. That's what they claim. These scholars that know more than you and me do. 
And I'll just say, and like I said, I won't keep this short. The key is, in my opinion, the key is, and it's very simple to find, the ending of the time. It tells you when to end. If you don't know when to start, you will know when to end. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. I meant to read them earlier, and I passed over, but I'll, I'll read uh, the whole thing. And this, we read this every year during the Days of Unleavened Bread. And we all, our speakers all try to stay in season, in season, out of season. And, uh, but we read this, and uh, most of you probably know it by heart by now. But we'll go to Leviticus uh, 23rd chapter. And I gave Rick, uh, uh, Matthew, I mean, uh, Brian, the scriptures, but I'll skip the first one. It'll be the second one to give. Uh, Leviticus 23 and verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say to them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, God's feast, not the Jews' feast, God's feast, which you shall proclaim in their, to be a holy convocation, even these my, are my feast. Six days, and this is one of the feasts, and it's, it's God's feast, it's not the Jews'. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Very familiar. Most of us have these things uh, memorized. We don't even have to look it up. Verse 4. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. And we're proclaiming them right now in the Pentecost season. And the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. We just celebrated that seven weeks ago. And on the 15th day of the same, okay, 14th day of the, is the Lord's Passover, on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And to the Lord, seven days must you eat unleavened bread. And the first day you shall have a holy convocation and you shall do no servile work therein. But if you offer, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And we don't do some of these things now. We, uh, those are scriptures, those are sermons all in itself, but we don't do uh, the, the drinks and the offerings and all that stuff. We don't do those nowadays. And, and if you have questions with that, ask some of our ministers or some of our other people or some of the longtime members. They'll tell you what, what it is. We just don't have time today. I'm already going lower than I have. Anyway. Anyway, I'm going to read this verse again. But you shall offer an offering made with fire unto the Lord seven days, and the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Verse 9. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Well, he spoke to Moses a lot. Get Pay attention, you know, he probably slapped him on the face like my granddaughter used to do. Grandpa, listen to me, take me by the face. I don't know if he, he did Moses that way, but he, he told him several times. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then shall you bring the sheep of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And he shall wave the sheep before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. 
And I'm dropping on down to 14 now to save time a couple of verses that, that's important, but not, not for this. Verse 14. And you shall eat neither bread nor parched corn nor green ears <coughs> until the selfsame day that you have brought an offering to, the <coughs> to your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. 15. And listen to this. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheath of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. And there, there have been arguments. People say, well, this, you, this means weeks. These, these words, Sabbath means weeks, you know. Well, the weeks is a totally different Strong's number. Uh, the word weeks is, uh, I didn't write it down in here, but Shabbat or something like that. It's number in the Strong's Concordance. It's number 7677. Well, there's another uh, Hebrew word, 7677, one number over, and it says a special holy day. And it didn't say that you count on the special holy day. It counts on the, the regular Shabbat, Sabbath. Anyway, even until the morrow, now listen, uh, did I read that? I'm going to read 15 again. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheath of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. And it is seven weeks also. In other places it does say seven weeks, but that's not when you start your counting. 16. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath. And you count the annual high day may be in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, and tomorrow after that Sabbath, and you count 50 days, it's not going to be like we counted. Well, we're right. But anyway, anyway, but, but it tells you any time, even to tomorrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number 50 days, and you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. So if anybody tells you that uh, you keep it at some other time, another day, you know, a weekday or a week after, or a day after the end of high day, uh, they're wrong, because uh, if you, if the end, if Pentecost ends on, or if you start counting on Wednesday or Thursday, and this tells you the ending time, and you count it the way they do, and you count 50 days, it's, I wish I had a, a I know most of you are smart enough to figure that out, you know, that's it. but anyway, if it's 50 days after Wednesday or Thursday is not the morrow after the weekly Sabbath. And verse 16 says, even to the morrow after the seventh Sabbath. The morrow after the seventh Sabbath is Sunday. Anyway, so I just want to keep it brief. I, we don't normally have that as a problem very often, but once in a while somebody will say that, oh, you're doing it all wrong. You've got to do it this way. And uh, I left out some things. I didn't want to sound too arrogant. 